Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome back to the Dynasty Wonderland podcast with me, the Mad Chatter Ryan MK, and of course, by my side as always, the Salary Captain and the March Heron, Mr. Aaron Stewart. What's up, buddy? Oh man, not much, not much. We just got done with the Thursday night football game not too That's long ago. Crazy. It was a crazy game, just fitting for both teams. If that even makes sense, if you've watched both these teams all season, you know exactly what sense. I mean. And I am energized, as, as you saw in the opening, uh, not sponsored by Monster Energy Drink, but uh, my go-to when I need a little bit of a energy pickup there. And, man, I'm ready to talk some football. How about you, man? How are you doing? Not bad. A little less energy on this end, but I'm going to power through and then go get some sleep for worky tomorrow. Otherwise, I might enjoy some energy drink myself. I'm more of a rock star guy, a rock star fella, to be honest. Uh, the wife digs the Red Bull, though. The wife digs the Red Bull. But me, I'm more of a rock star fella. But anyway, um, no, I'm doing good, man. That was a crazy game. Um, it was very fitting. Um Dalvin Cook went off. Najee Harris had a decent game, a couple of touchdowns, right? Didn't he get two? Yeah, he got one, one reception touch, run, touchdown off a of reception. So running backs got some points. Justin Jefferson did a little bit. KJ Osborne, whom you would figure would step in with Thielen out. Um, and man, it just the, the, it's the craziness. The Vikings are doing this kind of shit all year and hey they ended up going out with the win but they were just destroyed this was a boring ass game i'm not gonna lie when i first turned it on it was like 16 to nothing and i was or something like that and i was like what the hell is going on like i i, I was just finishing stuff up and doing all this. this is part part of the reason i had such a late dinner uh but but and so i'm finally sitting down chat with the wife she's like you're gonna turn the game on i'm like yeah i'm gonna turn the turn the game on because it back in the other room and all of a sudden it's 14 to 29 and all of a sudden big ben in two plays boom i think it was to deontay johnson and then boom to fucking james washington for the touchdown and all of a sudden it's a lot closer they Missed the two-point conversion, 20 to, nine, 20 to 29. And, it, it, dude, just a crazy ending. Um, totally what you expect. And that's why I should have known not to be like, because I almost messaged you like, hey, dude, you want to get the pot started early a little bit? <laughs> I had the same thought. I, was, I think when it was 23 zip, I had that feeling. I, I was like, I should message Ryan. <laughs> I thought about it. And, it, yeah. As soon as the wife was like, you want to check the game? Yeah, let's check the game. Because if it's still crap, I'm texting Aaron. Right. And no. They had scored some points and uh, then scored more. And so, yeah, it good, fun ending. Um, okay. Other than that, uh, we can get down the rabbit hole of week 14. But before we do, I did want to mention one more time, our schedule, our schedule, our schedule that's upcoming and give me one second let me let me let me pull this up let me pull this up so we got our thursday pod going right now but next week through the fantasy playoffs 
We're going to be doing just the Monday pod, but then we'll be giving you, you know, some other stuff. Like I'm going to hit up a short one Thursday nights again after the Thursday night game, doing a quick recap of that, talking a little bit of injury stuff and what to look for. And because really that's the biggest thing with the playoffs is you want to pay attention to the injuries because you know who you're going to play. The bye weeks are over. This is for all the marbles, right? So the biggest thing is what is the health of your team? So injuries, even more double time. You got to pay attention to So be talking some of that and what it means for the upcoming games of the weekend, things like that. Aaron will be doing a little something. We'll be getting content to you, but just the one pot pretty much from here on out. And uh, so, yeah, that's all I had to say. Just a little quick reminder, no no yep. long dual pod on Thursday after the Thursday night game next week. So that being said, we got week 14 coming up. Mm-hmm. It is the end of the regular season. We head into the fantasy playoffs, as I mentioned, next week. And, uh, and hey, before we know it, Christmas is going to be here before too long. And, hey, Aaron, how's your Christmas shopping going, dude? we never talk anything fun on the pods anymore Uh, how's your christmas shopping you probably got less people to shop for but (laughs) i'm i am the world's worst christmas shopper right because i get so caught up on things right and it's not like they'll forget things right clearly i didn't forget that christmas was coming up but it's usually it's like i get so focused in everything i'm doing and for for people that that are listening to the show and may not know but I, I do a lot of behind the scenes stuff for Roto Underworld. Started off as a writer, just like Ryan was writing. You'll probably see some stuff from me content wise in the off season. Kind of had to sacrifice my, my in season stuff because I, I am running the social media accounts and got some team members there. Love working with those guys. It's taken up a lot, a lot of times. So and I get going and going. I work a full time day job. I get done and then work essentially another full time job there. And I just like kind of lose track of days. And even before I did this, like I was just always, you can call it procrastination or just whatever. It's just sometimes life happens. And usually what I do is my Christmas shopping, I go, look, the people I'm buying gifts for, we're going to do this after Christmas. Like let Christmas be the time for family, family mm. celebration, that the key time. I actually just hate that Christmas becomes all about like going and buying presents and everything. Right. And uh, you know, oh, what'd you get? And you start comparing things. It's like, no, nah, it's about the time. It's about the time, uh, especially some of like the tragic NFL news that that we had that that broke like before we went recorded that before we recorded live news broke that Demarius Thomas passed away right at 33 years old. It's I made that, a note for the end of the pod. Oh, but, but no, that's it. No, that's but, all right. That's all but right. But I bring him up because 33 years old. It's way that, too young. And crazy, sometimes man. you have to have those reminders of. In, in this life, in this life, I have to maximize the time. Sorry to get a little deep there. So, right. but I am the league's worst Christmas shopper. The league's the, the world's worst Christmas World, shopper. Well, leagues and worst. I mean, worlds. I mean, if you're the world's right. worst, then you're the league's worst too. Exactly. So <laughs> I, I make it up. People get Christmas presents from me, but I go, look, we're just going to celebrate good time here. And then after Christmas, because look at this you don't have to deal with like the christmas shopping people that's usually what bothers me i don't want to like go to stores that are overcrowded like cool whatever (laughs) we'll get stuff uh, later (laughs) 
within many of recent years, I've just, uh, I've just, I, I do the thing. I do the online thing. I eBay mm-hmm. the shit as the wife yep. has Amazon. I have the eBay. So we're using, we're using that. We're using that. Okay. And, uh, it, you know, I, I mean, there, there's some stuff about the holidays where it's just a lot of it's become so commercialized and everything with pretty much all of them. I mean, even Halloween's gotten weird to where it's like trick or treating, just like a short time period thing where when I was kids, we would fucking take pillowcases and be out for hours. You know, we'd have to go dump the pillowcase out, go back. Out. We were out until everybody shut off their motherfucking lights and we're like, we're done giving out candy. There, you know, like it, it, it's just totally different nowadays. So, mm-hmm. but still having kids, especially with my boys just a few years apart they're best buddies so just anything like this them doing together i get a kick out of it it's a blast and uh and so we enjoy christmas because they're they're pretty well behaved and stuff too so it's gonna be a good time but other than that yeah yeah i'm just uh i used to be kind of more save it for the last minute or at least save it till december like but I can order shit online. Not only that, but with my wife, she's very much into specials, deals, discounts. So anytime at a Target or a Walmart, she has to browse through the clearance section and you can find some good ass stuff in there for the kids for very cheap. And so of course I got in the habit of doing that. So we'll just pick up shit, little things here and there. So they'll have board games at times. We're a big board game family. And so just, you know, we'll pick shit up throughout the year. So by the time Christmas rolls around or, you know, both their birthdays are like at the beginning of the summer, you know, we've got a box of stuff that we can already pull from. So we're not having to worry about, getting a bunch of shit all at once, you know, right. and really it's just, you know, getting them a couple of things that they're really super into at that moment. And then the, the other stuff is filler, you know, <laughs> so it works out good. It works out good. That our, our system seems to work pretty well. Now, of course, this year I am super behind on shopping for my wife, but that's a whole nother conversation that uh, doesn't need to be had right now. So <clears throat> down the rabbit hole, Week 14, ah, regular season finale. And we got some good games, actually. And uh, we've got, first off, and I'm going to get this damn time to go. First off, we've got the divisional battles. We've got a few of them. We have Dallas at Washington, Baltimore at Cleveland, Las Vegas at Kansas City. Now that's probably the least appealing because I think, uh, you know, we've kind of gotten to the point where eh, the Raiders, yeah. <laughs> but still divisional battle. But uh, is there anything in particular you find interesting from the three of these games? I mean, obviously I love, I, I want to see my guy Lamar Jackson, but I do find a few uh, things interesting about these games, but why don't you, why don't you give me your thoughts, Mr. Eric? Certainly. So divisional games always have an impact on playoffs because obviously you win your division, you're in, and we are approaching the final quarter of the season. After this week, we only have four more games. And the game that stands out to me, and it's not just because I'm a Cowboys fan, but 
Dallas and Washington is very intriguing. Washington is on fire lately. They, they've won four straight. They're hitting their groove. The Cowboys are coming off a good win, but they've been, they had the strong start to the season and haven't quite regained any sort of momentum since the six game win streak has ended. And you look at it, Dallas is eight and four and Washington's right there at six and six. It, this is a very important game uh, for, for Washington to put the exclamation mark on this, this stretch that they've been having. I mean, they win and suddenly they're just a game behind Dallas with a lot more momentum. Just crazy to think of that when they were two and six, you're writing them off. And there always seems to be that one team each season that has just a horrible first half of the season, two and six, three and five, that makes some noise in, and if they don't make the playoffs, they, they always put up a fight till the very last, uh, very last game. And Washington, they do some things right. Now, the, the question for them becomes, are they going to run out of some steam, not from performance, but just the fact that what they lost Chase Young for, for the season, mm-hmm. uh, their, their defense is still susceptible to the passing game. It's, it's interesting. It's like, is, are, they, are they legit? is this momentum just from a nice part of the schedule? And I haven't gone back and really analyzed all the teams that they've beaten, but it is an interesting one. And, you know, Baltimore and Cleveland, I won't talk uh, really. It's the same thing. There's one team's eight and four, the other team's six and six, you know, a win by the six and six team. Suddenly you're right back in it. And Pittsburgh right. seems to be falling off. And where's Cincinnati in that? Are they an eight win team? No, they're a seven win team. So they're right in the mix too. Exactly. So the AFC North, it's if the Browns win, the Bengals lose, suddenly you've got a very close three-team race going into the final quarter of the season, four games left after this week. Yeah, Browns need – excuse me. It's not because of your talking there. <laughs> As I've said off pod, I'm a little bit tired, so I have to, I, I, I'm pushing through, but uh, apologies for the – no, I, what the hell were we talking about? <laughs> we were talking about the divisional games that are happening this right. week. Go oh, Baltimore-Cleveland. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's where I was at. The yawn fucked me all sorts of – okay. <laughs> I definitely – Cleveland needs this shit to hang on, really, I think. Um, and Baltimore, man – it's in Cleveland. Cleveland's got a tough D. I'm a little wor- – I'm not normally worried about Lamar and the offense, but they've been kind of iffy mm-hmm. uh, the past couple of weeks. And this is kind of – yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm slightly concerned about Baltimore in this game, even though Cleveland themselves is pretty up and down. And then uh, in the last one, I just – I expect we'll see more of uh, good KC, good Kansas City. Not what I would. I'm going to start putting this up here like this. <laughs> I don't know how, but I think we're going to get a lot. Uh, we're, we're going to get more good Kansas City. Not great Kansas City. Not super special Kansas City, but I think we're going to get another good game out of the Chiefs and they'll take care of the Raiders and be done with them. So, all right. Next up, got to wonder. Will our guy, Javante Williams, 
have an encore this weekend. <laughs> Melvin Gordon, a little banged up still. He may or may not play, but even if he does, how the hell can you sit Javante after what happened? Aaron, how could you, I mean, not sit him. I shouldn't say sit him, but how can you not, that, I mean, he's got to be the 1A, like, from here on out. I don't know how you can't make it so. What say you, Aaron? Well, the difficult thing is that got to give credit where credit's due. Melvin Gordon, I would say that just about everyone wrote him off, right? Because we go, oh, his age, oh, his workload, oh, it's it didn't help that Denver was at least entertaining the thought of moving on from Melvin Gordon. They really were. Like, you mm. look back at the DUI incident from last season, and the right. new GM, remember, it's brand new GM, not the one that signed Melvin Gordon, uh, was looking at going, hey, is there anything we can do that would void some guaranteed money? Like, that? that is stuff that I have not forgotten about that. And But Melvin Gordon has had a really good season. And before Javante Williams' breakout game, where, of course, Gordon's gone, and who else are you going to give the ball to? Mike Boone, a career special teams player? No. I feel that Javante Williams, it will still be a timeshare, and maybe a little bit more on Javante Williams, but Melvin Gordon was no no scrub. He was no scrub at all uh, when he played, and if he's healthy, and I saw that he was was practicing, it seemed to be trending more towards – potentially playing still the Javante Williams backfield I think when you go 1a I can I can get behind that I can say 1a but Melvin Gordon is still a very strong 1b and we have to temper expectations but I don't think that's a bold take Javante Williams was the number one fantasy running back last week I mean even without Melvin Gordon it's like is he really going to continue being the running back one right I I agree with that yeah. But I definitely think uh, we want to see more Javante. And yeah, I'm, I do agree. Like you feel like you do have to go, okay, let's give him a little bit more run out. Oh, Melvin Gordon, you know, you're not a hundred percent like come in. Still get some series. And I love Melvin. I, I was the one preaching to Melvin when he first went to dinner. It's just, I thought he was going to be pretty much done this year and he's played rather well you're right he has played rather well so he's been a surprise to even me who's a melvin gordon fan but i just i didn't think we'd get it from him this year and there you go but uh yeah i definitely think he'll still be involved but you'd like to think it's going to be a little bit more um in javante's corner from here on out but uh we'll see how it goes we'll see how it goes all righty good on that good on that now Next one, trust. Do you trust, Aaron, the offenses of the Bolts and the Bengals? Because I I think I do. Now, of course, occasionally we get uh, closer to average game from both squads, really. These teams are, you know, quite similar. We saw them play last week, and the Chargers kind of roughed them up. Really, the Bengals were hanging in there. And then, as we mentioned on the last pod, that mix and fumble really kind of – that was kind of their undoing. But uh, they, they, they are similar teams, and I think both of these teams got a shot at making the playoffs. I really do. And Burrow's a little banged up with the finger, but he should be good to go. Um, I know Austin Eckler's a little banged up. I believe ankle injury. Mm-hmm. But – 
um, not that these teams are playing each other. These are just two teams that I feel like, uh, you know, you can play Herbert, Eckler, Allen. Th- these are guys you're going to love to be playing in the fantasy playoffs. You know what I mean? Same thing with your Bengals studs. I mean, they got the 49ers coming to town this week. Okay. And then as far as the Chargers, they have the Giants coming to town. <laughs> so, you know, I think the Chargers, uh, you know, obviously both offenses. And then I just want to see who they play in week 15. In week 15, the Bengals get the Broncos. Uh, Broncos got a solid D. And then let's see, Chargers and Chiefs in L.A. So that should be an interesting affair. So, you know, I should have done look ahead. That's what we should have done is kind of a look ahead to the playoffs for some of like the best players to play throughout um, based on the schedules. But you know what? In a year like this, schedule is less important, you know, crazy shit's been happening. But anyway, I'm really digging the Bolts and Bengals offense, and I know they can have some inconsistencies, but for the majority of the time, you can trust the top guys on those teams, and uh, and, and then they're going to have their weeks where they go really big for you. So I'd, I I really like both these offenses right now, and I think uh, you're probably going to be happy if you got pieces of them in, in the fence. Aside from maybe Mike Williams, he might, he might give you, you, you know. Eh. And rough. Been rough. Well, and, and to answer what the initial question was, was trust, trust in these offenses, because you, you address the fact that these offenses extremely talented. I, I mean, if you have multiple pieces from these two offenses, more than likely you're doing pretty well this season. I mean, anywhere from, you know, if running back Joe Mixon, Austin Eckler, fantastic receiver, Jamar Chase having the rookie season he's had, T Higgins picking it up and, and and showing people, hey, don't forget about me, Keenan Allen being a PPR guy that's been more touchdown dependent this year. Mike yeah. Williams ha- had a fantastic start of the season that who knows, right. maybe your playoff team is because you had Mike Williams at a really good price. You won some early games and, you know, maybe that was the difference between you making the playoffs and missing the playoffs. But the trust, the trust, I don't know if I trust the Chargers, because there is a game like last week where they played the Bengals and they put up, what was it, 40, 41 points. And they put up 41 points two weeks ago against the Steelers. But in between, it's like they played the Broncos and they put up 13. Before they played the Steelers, they right. put up 20. It's like sometimes when the Chargers get into these like high-profile games, we go, I don't know. I don't know about the chart. Like, like, well, sorry. When they're in those games, we go, oh, we got to stack them. But to go back on why I trust like, the Bengals more than the Chargers is identity. I talked about it a couple of weeks ago. They have a run-first identity. And let me just bring up their games. So there was the Packers game, the really weird game where kickers couldn't make a single kick, right? So they lose that game. Since then, they score 34 points, 41 points, 31 points, 41 points. 32 points, 41 points before they fell flat and scored 22. They were scoring 30 plus points for two, four, six, six straight games. That's consistency. That's an explosive offense. That's consistent. I trust the Bengals offense more than I trust the Chargers. No, you know what? You made a good point. It was since that damn Packers game 
they've kind of cleaned up the because it was more consistent. You, you're right; they've been a lot more consistent. They were they well, mixing. I, I had to Go make ahead. a correction here because I read it wrong. They didn't score 41 in one of those games. They lost the game, so they scored 16. But still, they scored over 30 points in five games during a six-game stretch. Pretty damn impressive more consistent than the bolts so i'll have to give you that but i feel like the bolts you're gonna be able to trust in the play i mean it's not like you're gonna sit keenan allen or austin eckler anyway so but you're, you're forced to start well i make it sound like it's torture but. <laughs> right okay and certainly I, I would say if you have joe mixon or jamar chase like you're probably happier with those guys in the playoffs than their counterparts in Eckler and Keenan Allen. Like if you had to start two, the two Bengals over point. the two Chargers. That's a good point as well. And we, and the Bengals offense, we've been talking about for a while now. So but we're way over the timer and uh, we do love the Bengals here in the dynasty wonderland, but we move to the, the next, we got some shootouts. Okay. One that seems like it's uh, kind of obvious, you know, that it's it, there's a good chance it's going to end up this way. And then one that I think could be a sneaky high-scoring game, maybe, maybe not quite shootout, shootout, but I think we'd get some fantasy points from it. And that would be the obvious one, Buffalo at Tampa Bay. I think the Bills are going to ready, be ready to come out slinging it. They don't want to lose another game, although I do think they will. <laughs> and then you got the Bucks. And, you know, they're going to do their thing. So I think that's a game where you just like fantasy points galore. And I do think a sneaky game that could provide that is Atlanta, Carolina, because, uh, you know, I do think Carolina is going to be able to do better than they did. Like, I know what happened with Cam Newton the last time we saw him. I think we'll see better. Um, It's frightening with Christian McCaffrey out. But I do think we'll see better. And, you know, Chuba Hubbard wasn't, I mean, he wasn't putting up McCaffrey-type numbers, but he wasn't, football-wise, terrible for the team. He's just not close to Christian McCaffrey. So, and then you got the Falcons. I, I just feel like this is one game I saw it, and I was like, this feels like a sneaky one for some fantasy points, maybe some DFS. And, uh, right. you know, I feel like, you know, we'll see what happens. But I feel like DJ Moore is going to have a big game this weekend. So but that's just kind of my thoughts. And I told her I'm to start the fucking town. And that's totally my thoughts on the, uh, um, you know, these two particular games. And I would say starting with the obvious game, the Tampa Bay Buffalo game, the sinking feeling that I get in this game is not on Tampa Bay's side because Buffalo showed <laughs> You can show them that you're going to run the ball and they can't stop you. They can't right. do a damn thing to stop you. 46 runs versus three passes. Yeah, that's going to haunt that fan base for several years. Yeah. Now, in <clears throat> longtime hated player of the Buffalo Bills, Tom Brady, who's coming in with just weapons galore, right? Gronk is having a fantastic season that's going. I don't know if saying it's going under the radar is accurate, but I, I still feel like we're not giving it enough recognition, especially the fact that Gronk's like 32, 33 years old oh, and playing like old Gronk. It's and, crazy. And it's nuts. And he's having multi-touchdown games. It's crazy. It's, it's nuts. And then the key, key weapon that is Leonard Fournette, which 
just talked about those can't stop running backs. And Brady trusts him, clearly trusts him in all aspects of the game. Like Fournette seems to be like he is a cash game like smash uh, right. on that one. And don't know about G- GPP as the tournament plays. I haven't even really looked at salaries. I'm really bad at that. Like I, I wait till the, the end of the week. But I do want to mention one player in the Atlanta Carolina game. So talk about Christian McCaffrey being out in that backfield. It's like, oh, is it Chuba or is it Amir Abdullah? And mm. one stat I want to point out is that amongst running backs, I there saw you is, mentioning something like this on Twitter. Oh, yeah. About oh, this. yeah. So there is an advanced stat I love for receivers that also can be applied to running backs. And it's called hog rate. And for people not familiar with this on player profiler, it's targets per route run. Basically, uh, if, you're, if you've got a high percentage on this, that means that when you're running routes, you're getting targeted a lot, which is key. So Christian McCaffrey, surprise, surprise, leads the NFL running backs with a 46.1% hog rate. But Amir Abdullah is no slouch since joining the Carolina Panthers. And remember, some of this is Christian McCaffrey was playing these games. Amir Abdullah had a 35.7% hog rate, which since joining Carolina, and that would have ranked about six or seventh amongst running backs. Like he is, I jokingly refer to him as CMC light, or at least in the passing right. game, and like a virtual like non-contributor in the run game. But Amir Abdullah, that's a player to watch in this game. And you're right, like that is a fun game. Like it's it's gonna be sneaky. The over-under is 41 and a half points. Like Vegas does not think much of this game. I don't think a lot of people are going to be too too on this game. But a Cordero Patterson, a Amir Abdullah, a DJ Moore, which DJ Moore had a fantasy-relevant game when Cam Newton and PJ Walker combined for like 10 of 30 passing or something like that. And like three interceptions. So you're, you're right. That was an excellent game to point out to people that play DFS. There's some interesting weapons there. Yep. And uh, last thing before we move on, Uncle Lenny, $7,400 on DraftKings, the fifth most expensive running back. So cash game. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Next category. Is Taysom tantalizing and is Russ on the rebound? They've got some games coming up this weekend. Saints at the Jets. You'd like to think. I mean, and Taysom Hill, one thing we didn't mention in the last pod was that, he, you know, Taysom did hurt his finger in the game. So it's not like, it, you know, you think about the intercept interceptions, like you got to take some stuff with a grain of salt. We did – we. But fantasy-wise, we still think, hey, he's worthwhile, you know, when it comes to fantasy. And in a matchup against the Jets, I kind of, I'm, I'm not, I'm the furthest thing from a Taysom guy. I was pounding the table for Jameis all offseason, and, and I'm just, the, you know me, not a Taysom guy. But I kind of like him this week. I kind of like Taysom Hill this week. And as far as Russ, I just want – I mean, I, it just feels like, is he totally just over this? Is he just like looking to next year, new team? Like <laughs> this just, I mean, they finally won and, and it was all right, but it just, 
this whole team feels kind of gross to me, the Seahawks. So uh, <clears throat> that's it. You got the good and the bad. The good, Taysom Hill this Sunday. The bad, uh, Russ and the Seahawks. I don't know. This is going for maybe an ugly divorce. I don't know. Thoughts, Mr. You're right with the Russell Wilson thing because everyone knows it got leaked. So that was today, right? It was it was Russell Wilson's like oh, teams yeah, he would. I totally forgot about yeah, that. It, it was the list of teams that he would waive the no trade clause for. And, and let me tell you something. I'm not a person that obviously has connections in the NFL, but in following the sport for so long, and especially being a person that, truth be told, being honest with the audience, I prefer the front office stuff a whole lot more than the games i know i don't know shoot me uh i can enjoy a good football game but i that i'm a geek i love the front office stuff that information doesn't get leaked unless russell wilson and his camp wanted it leaked that was remember this day december 9th 2021 this is when things became serious about russell wilson leaving like he was kind of alluded to in the offseason where they were passive aggressive about it no this this was very clearly that this is either russell wilson being like look you're either gonna fix this stuff or i'm out of here which it's funny his way of fixing it is going draft Dwayne eskridge in what the second round i mean that's the problem with giving certain players right this power of of choosing things you do have to have a good balance now Taysom hill he threw four interceptions last week. He looked absolutely horrible as a quarterback. And despite all that, he finishes QB four in fantasy points in week 13. Of course he's tantalizing. He, like, people love to just hate on this guy. I play fantasy football. I just care about fantasy points. Fantasy points helps me win. He finishes QB four and he was horrible as a quarterback. Right. Am I worried about the finger? No, because did the finger keep running back Elijah Mitchell out? No. Taysom Hill is just a running quarterback. And he showed how did he finish his QB four? He rushed for a hundred yards. <laughs> like Taysom Hill. It's just like Debo Samuel when he had the two week stretch where he caught two total passes, but he still put up two wide receiver one performances because he could run. It's the same thing with Taysom Hill. Okay. He can't pass. He wasn't able to pass when he was healthy, but he's still just because he's got the rushing upside and newsflash to people that have forgotten, but rushing yards for quarterbacks worth a whole lot more than pass yards. Yeah. Very tantalizing because also the jets can't stop something in particular. And that's running backs in Taysom Hill. Well, running back at a QB position. Remember that stretch, that three week stretch, they allowed five, five, top five running oh, yeah. back performances. Oh, yeah. Like, Taysom Hill is going to get 100 yards rushing again because the Jets are the Jets. Oh, that's terrible. Oh. Sorry, EDG. I know you're listening. Sorry, Chris. <laughs> you're Jets, man. They're fantasy gold for the rest of us. <sighs> yeah, that's funny. That's funny. Okay, by the way, uh, the the – Russ denied those trade rumors, by the way. But the teams were the Giants, the Saints, and the Broncos. Now, any of those could be very interesting. Obviously, I'd love to see him come to the Mile High City, run with the, that Broncos team and Devonta fucking Williams. and Anyway, 
Me personally, just real quick, I want to see him go to the Saints because you know the Saints are going to have to give like the fifth contract restructure to Taysom Hill in order to clear the cap space for Russell Wilson. And at this point, like I am just going to be a pro Taysom Hill guy, and I'm just rooting for everything, rooting for all these different contracts because it's just funny at this point. Right. And I've never loved hating on Taysom Hill, but I've also never been like, I've just never believed in him. But right. uh Hey, right, in real life football, yeah, you're absolutely right. Real life football, nah, like he shouldn't be your quarterback. For fantasy, people go, he throws an ugly pass. I don't care. He's scoring fantasy points. <laughs> Get your head out of your butt. And uh, if, if you're one of those people, and just go, look, sometimes you have to play players you may not like, but if they're the best scorers and Taysom Mill was dreadful as a quarterback in the NFL, but amazing as a fantasy quarterback, Indeed. All right. We're going to close this up with a little bit of primetime chatter. We got the Sunday night football game, Bears at Packers, and the Monday night football game, Rams at Cardinals. Now let's go Sunday first, obviously. So Sunday night football, Justin Fields is coming back. He will be playing against the Packers. Mm Rodgers has a toe issue, hasn't seemed to bother him. So this could be an interesting game. I just feel like there's a chance the Bears give the Packers a little bit of a scare here on Sunday night, Um, in part with Justin Fields, but the Bears' defense is is all right. And, uh, I mean, hey, Packers lost to the Vikings. So not that I think the Bears are going to win this game, but I think they're going to make things – very interesting. Justin Fields. I think he's going to be ready to go. And then Rams at Cardinals, man. You go ahead and start there with this one and then give me your thoughts on the Bears Packers because the Rams Cardinals should be fun. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because props to the Cardinals. They survived. There was three games without Kyler Murray. So the fact that they've that he was gone for three games and they're still 10 and 2. Just goes to show that from top to bottom across all positions on this team, this is the most talented team in the NFL. That 10 and 2 record, pretty, pretty dang impressive. And somehow I, I feel like we've even slept on the Cardinals. Like that may be the quietest 10 and 2 team I can recall in recent history. Nobody's fucking talking about them. No one's talking about it's them. It's crazy. It's and, crazy. And here's here's what's scary of fantasy football. Kyler Murray last week through 15 pass attempts, not completed passes, pass attempts. He finished with over 30 fantasy points mm. and people that are, there has been a trend with Kyler Murray in recent seasons. He has for the second straight season, started off great, started off amazing, got hurt. And then there was the concern of, oh, he got hurt last year and he stopped running. He got hurt this year, and the first game back, he set a season high with 10 carries and a season high with 57 rushing yards while scoring a couple of touchdowns. Gets wheels up for Kyler Murray. Over at Player Profiler, he is the number one quarterback for the rest of the season. And I think that game showed, like, look, he only completed 11 passes. But it was the rushing upside. I was like, we know what he can do passing, and now he is running. It's going to be fun. And for the Rams, oh, I know we always talk about it's a must-win game, but 
the Rams have just fallen big time the last month or so. Yeah. Can they get their stuff together? There is a little bit of a running back controversy. I don't know if that's the right word, but those Daryl Henderson fans, uh, they're awfully quiet now because, yes, he was great. But, like, two things can be true. Talented running back, he was going to get all the workload in uh, for the Rams. But also, right. the Rams told you with acquiring Sony Michelle and the things the coaching staff said is they were concerned with Henderson, not about his talent, but the fact that the guy just can't stay healthy. And in Dynasty, you have to be worried about Daryl Henderson. Like, your cell window was somewhere in the midpoint <laughs> Of, of the season, maybe probably before that. Right. It's going to be a fun game. I, Kyler Murray's one of my favorite guys to watch. Him and Lamar Jackson, those rushing quarterbacks, they just do some crazy things. I know, Lamar's I'm so fun. For him. And Kyler Murray is like a mini version of Lamar. He's just yeah. it, like, it's so fun to watch him run around the field because he's just this tiny little dude. <laughs> and it looks like his helmet is too big for him. And he's just, but he's speeding around and just, and it's, it's, oh man. He, he is a blast to watch. He is a blast Absolutely. to watch. So, so, I'm, I'm rooting for the Cardinals. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right. Right on time with the, uh, with the timer that time. Okay, right on time with the timer that time. I can't believe how many set times I said time. How many times <laughs> I said time. Jesus Christ. Well, okay, we're getting the hell out of here. All right. <laughs> that was a mess. I'm a mess. Apologies, Madcaps. Apologies, Aaron. I'm a mess tonight. I'll, t- I'll take full responsibility, but that's all right. Cause it was a fun pod. We got, I had a hard time talking, but, <laughs> but it was a fun pod regardless. Absolutely. Always is. So, always is my friend. So Did best of luck any- to people. Oh, sorry. Yes. No, no. That's a good, good, good point right there. See, I still can't talk, <laughs> but excellent point. Good luck to everyone because it is, you, you know, there's going to be lots of people out there, you know, they need this week to get into the playoffs, right? There's so some is- people where their playoffs start this week because teams didn't adjust, the commission didn't adjust to the fact that it's an 18-week season. <laughs> so for those teams in particular, best of luck. Right. I'm not in any... Oh, I guess I'm fleetful. I have I would I will have to check my sleeper teams to see if uh any of that's going on. <coughs> Excuse me, that was a big talk. But yeah, I'm gonna have to investigate my sleeper teams. Um because now I'm concerned. Now I am concerned, Aaron. Okay. And now I'm just rambling too. So we get the hell out of here. Uh, any final thoughts, buddy, other than good luck to everyone this final week before the playoffs? Absolutely. Final thoughts are, if you're listening to us on YouTube, any of the podcast platforms, if you're on YouTube, give us a like, subscribe if you like it. I shoot, dislike the video. But also, I will say, if you dislike it, put a comment there. Tell us what you didn't like. You know, I, if, if something you did like, let us know. We just... It's nice. We're always going to be creating content, but sometimes it's nice to kind of know what you guys like or don't like about our crazy little show here. And on the podcast platforms, you know, make sure you give reviews wherever you can. You know, we we are the Dynasty Wonderland, and I am very excited for when we switch over to more Dynasty talk. Plus, we're also 
on the social media platforms. Twitter is our primary platform for us. You can find me at Aaron Stew 9 Sometimes I put some interesting stuff from my discoveries. A lot of times I'm being a smart ass. I'll engage with people though. Uh, our our podcast has a Twitter account at DW underscore pod. And Ryan, where can they find you on social media? At RMK Madness. Check me out. Check us out. Check it all out. Follow, like, subscribe, all the stuff that Aaron told you to do. Seconded. Yes. All right. Let me get the music going because I'm struggling with that too. Man. <laughs> oh. That's all right. We're going to go get some sleep and charge the batteries. And until Monday, yeah, Monday, the next recording, until next pod, from the chatter and the captain, we're out of here for now. We'll see you next time. Ta-ta for now.